Welcome to the fourth series of The Game Show, and it is the first one to ever appear on radio thanks to Dublin South FM. I'm Jack Lucas Caffrey, and joined with me today, as usual, is Jack Gibney. Say hi, Jack. Hello. I'm here. <laughs> and uh, But we don't also have just Jack with us today. We also have one of the original presenters of The Game Show from the 2013 to 2016 seasons, Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to the show, James Goulding, everybody! Hello. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> uh, how are you doing, and do you have your San Pellegrino trademark can? <laughs> I actually do. Yeah, there was one left in the fridge, so I do actually have that. Well, that is the lineup for this edition of the game show, and with that all said, let's start talking about some E3 news. Now, if you don't know what E3 is, E3 is essentially a convention that happens in California, and it's where all the new games and sometimes new consoles are announced. Uh, Nintendo was there this year, Microsoft, who on the Xbox brand, was there this year, uh, along with a bunch of other third parties like Sega and Namco. The trouble is, one of the biggest gaming companies, Sony, who owned the PlayStation brand, weren't there. Uh, James, uh, would you know why uh, Sony is not here again? Uh, yeah, if I was to take a wild guess as why Sony didn't go to E3 this year, is that they're having good success doing their own presentations, and I think they're pulling their own audience. Rather than spending money and going all out for E3, they're fine providing their own content on their own shows on YouTube, which they did for the PS5 release, and once it released, they also did some more games presentations, so I think for Sony, it's not a necessity to go to E3. Yeah, it's, um, it's looking that way. Uh, Jack, do you have any sort of words on that? Uh, I'm pretty sure... I don't think they're... they're um... Were they at E3 for 2019? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. I know they weren't going in 2020 when it was supposed to happen. Oh, right. Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, um, we do have one noticeable absentee and a couple of others like EA as well. But we're still going to be speaking about all sort of upcoming games anyway. So uh, we're going to first start off with the Xbox convention as that was uh, one of the first things that happened in E3. I actually had a bit of a look at it myself, and uh, yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, James, what about you? What did you think? Uh, yeah, I had a slight look at it, and I think Xbox are really um, leading the game in terms of subscription game services. I think they announced over 30 games for their Game Pass, which is a subscription service where I think it's 10 euro a month where you get an access to a huge library of games. But I think the way that they're leading the field is announcing new games from day one being on that. So the new Halo and the uh, new Forza game are going to be day one on the Game Pass. So for um, players who don't like to spend a lot of money on games for only 10 euro a month, you know, you have a full library of games. You won't be short of anything to play. Speak to me actually about the new Halo game. I looked at that like... I'm not a big Halo guy, but like I thought the graphics and like the trailer they had was quite breathtaking uh yeah i don't i haven't played many halo games but uh in terms of shooter games the graphics did look really good and there is a lot of loyal halo fans that i've seen on uh, social media that are really excited for the new game and uh another big announcement for halo this year is that the the multiplayer is free to play so if you want to play the story you can pay for it but the multiplayer so if you want to play with friends who have it it's free to play yeah, that sounds that that sounds really cool. Like the the fact that there and a lot of games seem to be doing that nowadays. Like we've seen it with Fortnite, 
where Fortnite has like the free version and then the save the world version. Uh, so is that something like J Jack even come into this as well? Is that something like that's going to be like a trend in the future with games? Uh, it could be. You know, since people are gonna want to play, you know, multiplayer games more, especially during these times where like we can't just like go, go somewhere, go to somebody's house to just play games and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I think free-to-play will be the way to go for smaller game companies. Uh, like, Fortnite has made billions and billions of dollars, and frankly, they don't need the game revenue to get these numbers. And especially getting in a younger audience is a great way with free-to-play, because most younger people uh, don't have the money to spend on big-name titles. Like, they might get it for Christmas and stuff, but like... For games like Fortnite, they learned in a younger audience, and from there, with V-Bucks, they extracted dollars out of them, and uh, that's how Fortnite made their money. Yeah, you're right there. And um, we also have the new, the Xbox. I think the biggest takeaway for me for the entire E3 was the Forza Horizon 5 uh, game. That looked amazing. Yeah. I am looking forward to getting that game. That looks really cool. You see those? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I saw the trailer as well. It was it looked really nice. Yeah, and did you see like uh what what was it the about it? Didn't you did, while they were doing their showcase of the Forza game, they were talking about the uh the how they got the sky in the game. And basically what they said was they filmed the sky from like uh uh, Mexico, where the new Forza Horizon set, and they basically put that video into the game. Yeah, and I think it's a technique we'll start seeing more and more often. I mean, I think it was 24 hours they recorded the Sky 4, and to adapt that into a game is just crazy, and the game's getting more realistic, and the new-gen consoles coming out, I think we're only going to see more of this, especially from Xbox, where they have the funds to do something like that. Now, the cars, I will admit, they didn't move very realistically. But if you just, like, took a picture of, like, some of the scenery, I remember, show, like, watching it and going, that's from a game! It, because it genuinely looks like something uh, I would see in a photo or something like that. Yeah, like, the game does look real footage. But um, apart from the graphics, Forza games have a very long history of car movement not being realistic like the handling model in Forza games isn't great and never will be because it's not a sim racing game per se but um I think the cars and even the location like Mexico and the skies and the sun the game just looks great and I think it's a must buy for people who enjoy racing games oh yeah well I'll definitely be getting this along with uh Microsoft Flight Simulator. That looks pretty cool as well, even though that's already out. Uh, it just hasn't been released on the Series X yet. Bethesda were also at the Xbox convention because uh, Xbox bought them off. And um, did you see that new Starfield trailer? That looks pretty good, even though they showed no gameplay. Yeah, I saw bits of it, but um, I didn't read into it that much. But from what I've seen, it looks like it'll be another big hit game. Yeah, it looks pretty good. And then Among Us, that's now on Xbox as well, which is great. I'm glad that's on. And um, yeah, there was a couple of others that didn't really interest me that much because there was a lot of shooters in that um, Xbox presentation, which, you know, it was there was a bit too much, unlike Nintendo where they had, like, a variety of things. I think um, for Among Us, 
Uh, they're out in 15-player lobbies. Uh, I don't remember how many you can have in normal Among Us, <laughs> Among Us right now, but, um, apparently you can have 15 players in, uh, in your lobbies now, which is pretty good. I guess. Oh yeah, that that sounds really cool as well. James, uh, as well as that, in the Xbox presentation, there was also the Battlefield game, the new Battlefield game. Uh, talk to me about that. Uh, yeah, I'm a huge fan of the Battlefield series, and I've played, what was it, four or five out of the, I think there's seven or eight games, so I'm a huge fan of the series, and the new trailer just looked amazing, and with Battlefield and DICE, they really go for a player-centred approach. Uh, the gameplay looks amazing, it looks similar to Battlefield 4, futuristic shoot 'em up in uh, cities set in 2042. But the one thing that I didn't like about it, and I liked a lot of things about it, is the pricing of the game. I thought the pricing of the game was outrageous. It's 80 euro for the standard edition. Mm, what?! I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, it's 80 for the standard edition. <laughs> Uh, that is ridiculous. Uh, it's a hundred euro for the gold edition, which you get the game a week early, <laughs> and the most expensive one is a hundred and twenty euro. So, oh. from that side of things, I think they need to improve on that. But you know what? I I'm think... sorry, that is a rip off. Yeah, you can say inflation all you want, but that is an a rip off. I mean, and games are already going up to seventy euro. Yeah, like ah, oh, I don't know that 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 is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Like, everything's going up in price at the moment. Like, I remember when you could buy an Xbox controller for 20 quid. Now it's 70! It's worse with Switch, trust me. You'd, you'd be getting, like, a Joy-Con. Like, two Joy-Cons for, like, 80. And it's like... For what the Joy-Con is and what it's known for doing? <laughs> it's like... It's, no. <laughs> Do you want to explain to the people on Dublin South FM what that uh, Joy-Con drift is that you're explaining to me? Oh, right. Because I know what it is. Okay, so what the what the stick is known for doing, the joystick here, is um, it's known for uh, not going for not going where it's supposed to go, <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, so sometimes if I press down. It might stay down for, like, until I try and adjust it. <laughs> and, like, yeah, yeah, I can adjust it to go back to, like, its normal position. But, um, like, say, it, it's, it's, it's really bad in, like, 3D games. Because, you know, you could be, like, moving forward. You want to stop. Wait, why am I going forward? <laughs> I'm, I'm still going forward until I, like... Ve until I like very slightly kind of just adjust the the joystick kind of like this like very very slightly. <laughs> oh, it's it's ridiculous. Mine doesn't do it yet, but it, it it's it's yeah. But with the prices of them, it's just it's that's ridiculous. It is ridiculous, and that that battlefield thing does really annoy me. Now I did see the game trailer, and it did look really good. But eighty quid for that? Give me a break, James. Uh, yeah, and I think it only pushes people to um, not-so-legal alternatives. Yeah. Uh, you know, 80 quid for a standard game is the highest I've seen. Look, I won't be bothered paying for it, but like in terms, on reflection of other games, it's 20 euro that would be better spent. And the worst thing is, is that that new Battlefield game is like double the price of a game that I'm looking forward to, which is Sonic Colors Ultimate. 
Now, Sonic Colors Ultimate is a basically a remaster of the Wii game Sonic Colors. And um, it was the first Sonic game I ever played. I quite enjoyed it as a kid. I still somewhat enjoy it now. I can blast through it in like a couple of minutes. It's pretty fun. Um, but they're changing a couple of aspects of this. Uh, one thing they're doing is adding a tail save feature, which um, basically makes the game a little easier. So if you fall off a pit and you have like a Tails emblem or some sort, uh, Tails will come and save the day. I think it makes the game a little too easy, so hopefully there's a, an option to turn that off. They also had uh, one major change as well, and that was the lighting. For some reason, the lighting in the new version, in my opinion, kind of looks better and worse at the same time. If you're familiar with the Sonic games, you may remember uh, Sonic Adventure DX doing the same thing, where they overhauled the lighting engine, and there's a big debate between whether the original adventure or the deluxe adventure is better or not. And uh, there's that also seems to be happening with this Colors game as well. There's people who are saying the new version's better. There's people like me who are saying, well, I can go onto Dolphin Emulator, which is a Wii emulator for PC, and run the game at the same specs, in fact, higher if I really want to. And um, it runs just fine and perfectly, and it looks just as good, if not better. I will probably get it, it's 40 bucks, it's not too expensive. There's uh, remasters that are more expensive, uh, Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword, looking at you. But um, yeah, that, that game looks a little interesting, I'll be most certainly trying to get my hands on that. Uh, did anyone actually see anything from the uh, Square Enix presentation? Oh, they, uh, I don't know. I, 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 I came in like last, last minute when they, <coughs> When they announced some, like, Final Fantasy game, they wouldn't stop saying that they wanted to kill Chaos or something. Like, they really... They don't like this Chaos person. I don't know who it is, but they don't like him. <laughs> uh, I didn't see it, but I did hear a lot of outrage among Final Fantasy players that they didn't announce anything about Final Fantasy 16 and Final Fantasy 14 online. So there was a bit of anger, but otherwise than that I heard it was pretty good. Yeah, there was a, a new Guardians of the Galaxy game. Uh, they kind of spent too long in it, if I'm honest with you, but uh, it was alright. It had Shrek music in it, so that was the only thing that uh, made me interested in it. And uh, there was also this other game which I really love the premise of. I don't know if I'm gonna get it, but it was this game called Life is Strange True Colors. It's coming out on every console, including the Switch. And, uh, I might get it, because it's like, it's about this girl named Alex, and basically she's able to, she sort of has, like, psychic powers where she's able to see into the emotions of other people, but depending on the person, the aura of their emotion of the other person may eject into Alex and make her go out of control. It sounded like a weird idea. But I don't know, I might actually go get that. It seems like a pretty interesting idea. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I've, I've never been, like, too into those types of games, but from what you're saying, it sounds like an interesting an interesting idea. Yeah, the first one, the first Life is Strange has been out for quite a number of years. I think I had a go of playing it, but I didn't get too far. But um, I think it actually has a pretty good audience, and a lot of people play the first one. Right, so James, Jack... Did you see the Take Two interactive panel? I, I didn't watch it. <laughs> no, I didn't see oh, it either. I heard about it. <laughs> you weren't missing out. It was, I mean, for a game presentation, that was the worst E3 panel ever. It was so bad. 
And I felt bad for those few people that wanted a GTA 6 from the Take-Two panel. They just didn't do it. Instead, they went on for 40 minutes speaking about, look how great our company is to work at. Mm. <laughs> yeah, maybe they need more workers rather than new games. <laughs> <laughs> Did any of you see the Intellivision Amico? No, I didn't see that. I missed it as well. I think I saw a photo of it, but I didn't see the clip of it. Yeah, it was like a 10-minute presentation done by the voice of the uh, Roblox oof sound effect, Tommy Tallarico. <sighs> he actually owns uh, the Intellivision uh, company. <laughs> <laughs> and he also did... And you know the funny thing? He also did the music with Jude Sonoe for Sonic of the Black Knights. So he's, uh, he's a bit of a... Uh, a madman. Anyway, he was doing the presentation and he was speaking about um, his new console because he's a CEO. Uh, the Intellivision Amico. It's a bit weird. It's like a casual console uh, with a very casual games for casual people. It really has a specific audience for a specific type of people. They're also making a new Earthworm Jim game for us, if you know what Earthworm Jim is. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, so yeah, it, it seemed pretty cool. Here's the problem. The price, going back to the pricing again with Battlefield and all that, this is a little expensive. It's like almost the same price as a Switch, which is like 300 quid. So it's, uh, it's, it's not really worth the price for me, but I'm sure it'll have its audience. Uh, look, I don't think it's a bad idea, but in terms of portable consoles, I think the Switch is the old on the market there. To be honest, I don't think it'll be very hard to break into a market where the new Rage of Consoles has just been released. So I don't see them making huge progression, really. Yeah, I'm I'm sort of expecting it. Again, Tommy Tallarico was saying, like, we're not the competition. We're not going to be competing with the likes of PlayStation and Xbox and Nintendo. So I don't know. It's like they're trying to find a niche market. So, we'll just have to see what happens. That's all I can really say about that. Let's move on to the Nintendo Direct. Now, I know Jack and I saw it, but uh, James, uh, did you get to see it? No, actually, I didn't see the Nintendo Direct. <laughs> Alright, so everything's gonna be new for you. Alright, <laughs> let's just say, um, it was pretty good. Uh, a lot of stuff was uh, announced there. Uh, what was it there, Jack? Uh, the first announcement was a second character, uh, Kazuya. I forgot his last name. Um, yeah, from Tekken. Uh, he looks like... Yeah, he's he, he's an FGC character in Smash. He's gonna have his own sort of, like, uh, playstyle. Um, and all that. He has this, uh... He has this mechanic. I'm not... He, he has a mechanic. I don't know how it's gonna work. We don't, we don't know enough about the character yet. We know, like, a couple things. We know he's from Tekken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I I think it is a pretty good choice the the Tekken character in Super Smash Brothers. Uh, I do know, however, uh, like that Sakurai, he's sort of waiting for like a, a a different date to reveal more information about the character, and uh, yeah, that should be interesting. Yeah, twenty eighth, I believe. Yeah, twenty eighth. So that's a couple of days away. So that should be something to look forward to. Uh, what else was at the uh, Nintendo Direct? There was uh, Breath of the Wild 2. That was showcased. Oh, yeah. And uh, that looks really cool, that. Yeah, it looks it looks pretty good. Uh, you know, it's it's gameplay. Um, for now, it looks mostly the same to me. I'll have to look over it again. But um, it looks 
pretty much the same, except like some of it's in the sky or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's like it reminds me of like Skyward Sword or something like that. Yeah, I mean, it did have the sort of same um, art style and same sort of map. Well, kind of expected for a Breath of the Wild sequel, but yeah, it it looks pretty good. I'll I'll be having a little look at it a little more. Mm. Uh, another thing that was also announced was a Metroid uh, game called... Uh, what was it called again? Metroid was, uh, Dread, I think. Yeah, Metroid Dread. Uh, that basically just confirmed to me that uh, Metroid Prime 4 is in hell. <laughs> uh, I also found out uh, earlier that um, uh, Metroid Dread uh, was actually a game that was uh, somewhat cancelled uh, when the DS was coming out. It was a game that was planned for oh. the DS. I think it was the DS. <laughs> I think it uh from what I heard it was supposed to be like a sequel to Me uh, Metroid Fus Fusion. I'm not sure where that was. Hold on. Uh Metroid Fusion was a Game Boy Advance game. So I'd say it was supposed to be a sequel to that. So Metroid Dread was supposed to be a game that came out on the that was supposed to come out on the DS, I believe, which is interesting. <laughs> Yeah, um, that, yeah, that's actually pretty cool. A little cool fact, Jack. Thank you very much for that. And uh, what else is there? there? There wasn't really much else other than like a, a Mario Party game, which I don't really care for. And uh, a um, yeah. there's a new WarioWare game. That seems a little interesting. I'll probably have a little extra look at that. Yeah, there, there was Shin Megami Tensei Five, but I'm not really into that series. Uh, I know that's been a game that's been in the works for ages. <laughs> And there was also the Super Monkey Ball remaster as well. That looks pretty good too. Uh, I didn't see that much of it. I saw the trailer, but I was in like a Discord call with a couple other people, and someone was screen sharing it. So it was like at a really low frame rate, and uh, <laughs> I couldn't really see a lot. But um, I'll have a look at it later. It's it's cool though. The game the game does look like really fun. Yeah, it does look fun. Overall, Nintendo Direct, I found pretty good, and that was, like, one of the last things that actually appeared on E3. Uh, James, do you have any sort of words to say about the Nintendo stuff? Uh, no, not really. I haven't been keeping up with the Nintendo stuff. Uh, I don't play a Nintendo, so um, I don't really keep up with it that much, but, like, most of the Nintendo Directs do seem pretty interesting, and I think the games they produce are great. And uh, there was also the Ubisoft presentation. Now, that wasn't uh, brilliant, brilliant, but it did have, like, a James Cameron Avatar game at the very end of it. Did you two guys see it? Yeah, I didn't see it. I think I saw the... Pre I think... I, I'm, I don't know if I saw it. I might have. I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember anything to do with it. Yeah, it looks alright. Uh, it's looking like they're trying to make a, an Avatar game so that they can... Um, because supposedly they're trying to make four sequels out of that movie, so... Good luck, James Cameron. Oh, I did see it. <laughs> I did see it. Never mind. I remember. I remember. I didn't know what you were talking about, and then you said Avatar. And I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, <laughs> met James Cameron Avatar because uh, there's the two Avatars, oh, right. you know. Um, oh, right. There's also the uh, Mario and Rabbits game that looks a little weird. I'll probably wait for a discount before I get that game. Uh, and yeah, Ubisoft they didn't really have much. They didn't really have much else. In fact, the Saturday didn't have anything. Gearbox who people were expecting a new Borderlands game. Instead, they just had their CEO talking about <laughs> our new Borderlands movie. <laughs> like, you know, E3, the gaming show, not uh, the movie show. Oh, I don't know. E3, the gaming show, not not a... Uh, 
not the look at our company show. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh... Yeah, that's about it for E3. Nothing really much else other than what we already said uh, was there that interested us. Uh, James, anything that uh, uh, other games that are you're looking forward to or anything um, else? I'm looking forward to the EA Play presentation. I think that's on next week or it's the month after. Um, but it's one of, it's soon. But um, I'm looking forward to see what they can offer in the new sports games. But um. There's a bit of a stagnancy in their last sports game, so hopefully they can improve on that with EA Play. But they're also picking up different brands like F1, so hopefully that'll be interesting. Well, I know for a fact that us two are looking forward to that new F1 game. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think the uh, F1 games are only going to start getting better with the Codemasters being bought by EA. And uh, the trailers so far have been great. I mean, they're adding seven F1 legends as playable characters in the game. So, Schumacher, Senna, Prost, and a couple others. But, I mean... And David ma- Jawline Coulthards. <laughs> yeah. They're making the game uh, better. In, and they're catching up with other games. I mean, older F1 games are pretty <laughs> terrible in the standard of other sports games. But with the funding from EA, I mean, they're finally catching up. And with F1 gaining such huge traction in the last year, I think that this year's game will be a new hit. Yeah, it's looking like that. Um, I am looking forward to that new F1 game. Uh, I don't know whether it will uh, beat the F1 2020 game. From what I've seen of that, I didn't get to play it. But what I've seen, that was really cool. Uh, but I know that in the F1 2021 game, they're having a campaign mode. Uh, yeah, they're adding a new, well, not a new mode, it's career mode, but it has a storyline to it, finally. Uh, the story's called Breaking Point, and it follows a F2 driver following up to the ranks of F1, but it has a story behind it, and it'll be different for everyone. There's different paths to go down, and there's returns of characters that have already been in the F1 games. So, I think it's just an advancement of the game with more things to do, because F1 gets very tiring of playing again and again and again especially with the offline career mode so to finally have a story is just another good thing to add to the list yeah i I do agree because i was playing f1 2013 recently because that's like the latest one i have (laughs) um but uh i will admit after a while that career mode gets stale and you just sort of want to go and turn it off and play something else um but I i like the route they're going down do you think um uh cody's are doing this because EA have their own uh, story mode that was in FIFA 17. I remember they them doing that that year. Um, you know what? I would say no, because I don't think EA's takeover would have been soon enough for them to develop a full um, story mode and announce it. I think Codemasters, they're a very good development company. And now that they have the funding, they have the chance to now push on with their F1 games. And to come with that, the advertisement that EA will provide to that game is just brilliant. And Codemasters has been making F1 games for years, and now they might finally get the traction just to make it as big as the other EA Sports games. Yeah, I think, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'll, I'll, I'll be keeping my eye out on it, and I'll probably definitely pick it up when I get uh, an Xbox Series X, because they're very hard to find. Do any of you two know what's going on with that? I know there's something with a, what, a chip that's, like out of stock or something i think that's just uh i don't know that uh, there's a big shortage of the consoles yeah at the moment i think number one it's a lot more demand 
with younger people getting older and buying them and for Christmas, but also the rarity of things like steel and iron at the moment. The prices of steel and iron are going through the roof. So maybe it's hard for Sony to pump out so many consoles, you know? Like when the PS4 and Xbox One came out, uh, I'd say there would have been the same. But I think from Sony's point of view, they've still out outsold the PS4 and you still can't get your hands on it if you went to the shop today. So it's a good note in the console's box, but at the same time, I think it's crazy how you still can't just get one if you wanted to. Yeah, that, I, I do agree with that because I've been looking for one for a while. Um, uh, I want to go on to, uh, uh, to you, Jack. Is there any other games that you've been looking forward to? Uh, just all the stuff that's just in development hell. I just kind of want to see. I I I I, I just want to see Metroid Prime. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Even though I've never played a Metroid Prime game, I don't know. It's just it's unfortunate that that's in development hell. Yeah, it's how 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 long has it been? Five years. It's been five years. Five five, five years. years since uh. Metroid Prime Four was first. No no no. Sorry, four years. Four years. Oh four. Okay. Wait. Yeah, four. Oh yeah, yeah, four. I believe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's been it's been four years, but still four years. Like, and now that they're releasing this uh, uh, Metroid Dread game, that you know what that reminded me of. That reminded me of when Duke Nukem Forever was in development hell. So they just released Manhattan Project, mm. which is a two D game. Whilst you're waiting for your three D game, so I don't know. It's 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 going down a path I don't really like. I don't know really know. What to think? Yeah. Uh, what other games are in development now that you're looking forward to? Oh, uh, I don't. I don't even know. I, I, I don't know if there's like any, if there are like actually any game, actual like any, you know, just any games I'm really looking forward to. I am looking forward to um, the last character being announced because um, in Smash Bros. All the way. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know if it's gonna be who I actually want. It probably won't be at this point because I think um, the last character could possibly be a first party character from Nintendo. It could be a Pokemon, which <laughs> you, you know, I, dude, I don't like. I, I'm not, I'm not against the Pokemon getting into Smash, but like, I just don't care about the series as much anymore. <laughs> like it, it like I, I like I'd say if if the game was released back in like 2016 2017 when I was going through like a Pokemon phase maybe I would have been excited for Incineroar like I wasn't even all that excited for Incineroar I wanted someone else completely <laughs> yeah. um but uh yeah what else am I excited for oh yeah I actually just want to get my hands on a PS PS5 I want to just play new games <laughs> oh yeah, that would be that'd be pretty cool. Any of the new consoles at this current time. And yeah, that concludes the game show for this time. Uh James, uh where can people find you? Uh you can find my Instagram under the handle Jimmy Gambles or you can go to my YouTube channel which is just James Gilding. Uh what about you, Jack? Uh, you can find me on Twitch, uh twitch.tv slash RSSBU underscore SSBU, whatever. But yeah, that is all the time we've got. Uh, thank you very much to Marion Shanley for uh, letting me have a pass into E3 2021. Thank you to James and Jack for appearing in. And um, of course, thanks to Shamo for good old video gaming. I'll always thank him for that. Um, stay tuned next time, however. James and Jack and I will be on with a 
fourth presenter of the game show. So stay tuned to that. But with that, it is time to end. Thank you very much for listening, and we will see you next time. Everybody, now good old video game, man.